0: Let's get lost in a better place. Pick up the boat, travel through time and
1: space. So much to learn, so much to see. A chance to escape reality in your mind in your heart giving you solace with a fresh new start and j network will bring you there. so let's
0: talk about it
1: when life and down me
0: can good morning everyone this is from lewis this is mj network we have the best broadcast ever, and today is going to be a blockbuster. I could tell you that. We have E.A. Dustin here, and the author of Our Team is Travels, and this book is fantastic. The pandemic is over, but a misfire and Missville in the Pacific sets a chain of events that takes the team of ASE to many locations, and chief engineer, audio resolves. On a roller coaster of her life. She's a real cool character. You want to learn about her. Obstacles everywhere and abortion's agenda she has yet to unfold. This novel will keep you riveted to the printed page from start to finish. Join me for this interview on MJ Network. MJ after my sister, Marsha Joyce. So good morning and welcome to MJ Network.
1: Good morning and thank you.
0: I'm so glad you're here. So tell us about the misfire and what that started this whole uh, process in this novel. Sure. Uh,
1: So in my fictional novel, a United States Navy aircraft carrier in the Pacific is outfitted with the ACE systems and it suffers an inexplicable missile misfire. It sends a lethal volley at a Russian ship and triggers a serious international incident. Um, injuries and deaths have been reported, and the exact number of casualties are being assessed. So the Navy turns to ACE to help to get to, to the bottom of the
0: incident. So tell us about the history of ASC and what and Beth what she, exactly she does, and what her special skills are.
1: Yeah, so um, Artie is a single mom living in the outskirts of Washington, D.C. She's the chief engineer at Artificial Intelligence Systems Enterprises, AIS, uh which is in the cutthroat business of competing for government contracts. And um, she is born, Artie is born with hyperosmia. Uh, it's an extremely mm. acute olfactory sense. So she has this really strong sense of smell. And um Yeah. That's really the background about RT.
0: Well basically I think a lot of people would like that. Seriously. Maybe the government yeah. can use some people like that to actually solve some crimes. Or maybe they can get rid of the pandemic yep. here. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> so why yes, is she elicited? That's, to... we... that's... that's why you Go wrote ahead. this, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Why is she elicited <laughs> to find out the source and who are the members of her team?
1: So she has modernized many systems like that, like the one that was uh, on the MMK-2000 on that Navy ship where the missile misfired. So the Navy wants her for their system modernization expertise, and uh, they seek out her help. And her teams exist of brilliant engineers like her uh, who are supposed to help her to get to the bottom of it.
0: Yes, yeah, interesting. So how did you create? This is really interesting because a lot of people create technology, and I'm just like, yeah, right, okay, that's not going to happen. How did you create the technology about the unique sense? What role does this play to Audie that, you know, that you created? How does this help her?
1: Well, um, so I sat, you know, this uh, small and uh, thin technology it transfers sense and smells wirelessly to the warfare fighter, and it is used for numerous physical and mental health and training purposes. So I really invented this technology for my fictional novel because I thought it would be really cool if somebody would go out and invent this, and it would be helpful. And um, so uh, Captain had initially brought up the idea um, because he wanted to include smells in interactive simulations, Used for all military training, not just the navy. So you could use virtual reality goggles uh, instead of just training for a specific topography. But you can also see, you know, you can see the sights and sounds, uh, assessing the digital terrain. But now you mm. can also smell the stenches that go along with the upcoming mission.
0: So you could, could you imagine um, if they could do this today. Well. Wow.
1: Yes, that would be so cool. You know, they could smell, uh, I guess, the the smell of a forest floor or the smell of a tree. Could you imagine? Because then you could also hone your olfactory organ to any battle situation.
0: That's too bad. That's so bad that they really can't do that. That's amazing. This is unique, I have to tell you. This book is seriously unique. Yeah. I got so the plot gets tense when Audie wants to visit. This was cool. The ship that it was involved in the misfire. Why does she think she won't get the approval? Yeah, so
1: throughout the book, Artie faces backstabbing and chronic career devaluation. Uh, all the worse because a male boss and his oily pals seem truly unaware that they're even doing it. So her boss, Ronnie, just doesn't seem to be taking her seriously no matter how many technical ideas she implements for ACE. So she keeps fighting the, those battles all along.
0: Oh, well, wow. That's unreal. So tell us about Ronnie. How come he, he feels threatened uh, by her? Why? And he's so condescending, and yet he knows that she's smart, really smart. Right. So he sort of
1: has this love-hate relationship with her. He knows he has to rely on her expertise. But secretly, Ronnie really thinks a woman 's place is in the kitchen and uh, raising kids, yeah, he knows Ronie has the knowledge his company needs, but in a way he also resents her because technically she 's superior to him, and um, he wants to keep that under wraps because he 's the CEO and he wants to you know he wants to be the one that 's coming up with the ideas, not her.
0: Well, he wants to look good and to the higher-ups, but what can I say? Exactly. Yeah, well, right. Let's go, power people. Get it over it. So what incidents or important facts does he not tell her about, and why? So he sort of blindsides well, her, which is not right. Right, so um,
1: it's up to the reader to interpret it, but it seems that sometimes he does it on purpose because there are quite a few important pieces of information he omits, Um, just thinking or pretending it's not that important for Archie to know and um, you know it goes along with him continuously underestimating and undermining her but she keeps fighting for her right to investigate in person and to find out why what she's hearing doesn't pass her small test
0: Wow so when does she realize he's gaslighting her Because that's what I think he was
1: doing. Yeah, I think she does realize he's gaslighting her all along, but she really Mm. should be standing up to it sooner. She doesn't stand up to it right away. She resents it very much. But at the same time, she has this work ethic where she thinks she needs to be loyal to the CEO, and she always feels her job is
0: to make him or her look good. Well, sometimes you have to break that loyalty to do what's right, yes. but we'll see. Yes. So tell us about yes. we'll Charlie, see her brother. Gets there. I like this character. You have to bring him back, too, the brother. How does he try to enlighten her yes. to what's going on? Because sometimes you need somebody to tell it to you straight.
1: Right, and and Charlie, her brother, does that. Uh, he sees right through Ronnie, and he gets right to the point. He has a lot less patience for that kind of behavior, and uh, he insists that she stands up to the gaslighting, and he's there for her. You know, he's
0: helping her grow a backbone. Okay, so we have somebody that's very integral in what happened here, and that's Petty Officer Clara. And how does she change her direction, but she doesn't tell anybody about her? She keeps it to herself. Right. So
1: uh, Chief Carr was the IT lead on the ship's system the night of the incident. And she calls Artie to tell her that she had the SaaS technology plugged in into the computer system that runs that weapon system. And when, when Artie learns that her SAS system happened to be engaged during a malfunction, she mm. needs to find out whether it's a coincidence or something more ominous. And so before she tells anybody, she herself wants to make sure that SAS has nothing to do with the misfire because she's in charge of the technology. And um, because if if that would get out in the news, uh, that would be pretty bad news. So she wants to make sure she has all the information before it goes any further.
0: Well, what was the particular technology that Clark created? though? i have to add that in. What does she actually do? That was so groundbreaking.
1: So um, Carr uses the technology that Audi created, um, the send it and small technology, during um, the weapon misfire, which he shouldn't be doing. That was actually against mm. the rules. And so um, that's actually uh, something
0: Carr should not have done, so Carr
1: could really get in trouble for doing that.
0: Okay, so who is Harry, and what does he do? So,
1: Harry is is the weapon system that
0: Misfired, she's the lead software engineer,
1: and uh, so he seems to be popping up everywhere she goes for the investigation. So, there are various systems engineers working on the system, but Harry is the lead of all of the uh, system
0: engineering. So, who else helps her? Who else is working with her that she could trust? Who are the members of her team? So she
1: has uh, really brilliant team members working with her and there's quite a few people that she can trust uh, that she goes to. Um, but in the end, since she's the chief engineer, you know, it falls back to her lap and, and the
0: responsibility falls back to her. Well, that would because it's always the person in charge that gets hit with it. So what is the right. significance of the patent involving her technology on the scent?
1: So since she invented it, um, she wants to be listed as an you know, the inventor of the patent. You know, she works at Ace and of course the company you work at will get the patent awarded in its name. But it was important to Artie that her name is listed as an inventor because she came up with all the ideas. So I guess the reader will have to find out whether she really gets her name listed as an inventor.
0: Uh, of the technology she invented in the patent. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, we're not going to give that away. So, there's another character yeah. we have to talk about. He's on my list. I'm keeping the the uh, book review in front of me, too. Who's Paul Connor? Paul Connor, and why did he think he could berate, and oh, this guy really got me upset berate her and other women and get away with it? And then, Ronnie did nothing about it, and that really got me upset. Right. So
1: Paul is an old business friend of Ronnie's, and Paul is really a narcissist. And Ronnie promotes him to manager, and Paul grabs that little power given to him and uses it with all his might. And he's just a misogynist uh, person. He he tries to belittle not only women, but also men. He's uh, a narcissist. And Artie's trying to find out herself why is Ronnie not standing up to him. She's thinking there's something in their past that Ronnie um owes Paul some
0: sort of favors because Ronnie never stands up to Paul. Yeah, I know. I don't trust him at all. So what project was yep. Ella working on with Rusty and why? So Ella is Artie's daughter and
1: uh, Rusty is um Ella's best friend. So they both um, develop gaming apps, gaming applications, which is their hobby. Um, and so now, you know, Alice is following in her mom's footsteps, also becoming a software engineer. And um, she wants to be able to include smells in the gaming app, just like the way mom is doing it on the um,
0: Navy systems. Now, I'm looking at my book review. This is so brilliant here. Um yeah, so he, he what obstacles he replaced, he, what obstacles is running place in her way? And when the presentation comes about, she did all the work. How come he took over and presented it? I want you to hit him, seriously.
1: Right. so, so Seriously, I want to smack him
0: common. in the head. How dare you do that? <laughs> in,
1: I know. Well, see, Ronnie's the CEO, and it's common that the CEO presents the inventions of their engineers. Mm-hmm. It's actually very common. But Arlie wanted to just at least make sure that he'd give her credit And her team credit for all the work they had done And readers can find out how Ronnie handles giving credit Doing a live presentation to, you know, hundreds of people
0: Yeah, well, he'll miss her name on the patent And he makes an excuse When she confronts him, what, did, what does he do? What does he say to her? I mean, not really This guy uh, really needs help
1: Yes yeah. Well, he, again, gaslights her, and he mentions to her that the patent is not that important. Why does it even matter to her? Um, but she insists that her name should be listed as an inventor, since a few yeah. other of her teammates' names were listed, and she came up with the ideas. But he just didn't think it was that important. However, his name is listed on the patent.
0: Well, then what happens Did he gets the credit for it, probably, and then he gets... You know, there's all accolades and stuff, and that's definitely not true, not not fair. Now, there's something I have to add, because I have the book review in front of me, and people are reading it, so they're asking me why. What would happen if the world that you described really happened in the future? And this, you you (laughs) added in the coronavirus, right?
1: So how does that affect
0: this whole thing? And I'm saying, like, this was really good, but you brought it in in a way that was really interesting. It makes us realize that yes. this isn't going to go away anytime soon. This virus, so masks are a part of their everyday life, no matter what they have to wear them. So, how come you added, added that in, and how does the coronavirus impact on the, on the plot? Because it's really interesting. Yeah. So, um, the
1: captain um, initially, when they found out in early 1999 mm-hmm. that uh, the virus in China. The captain immediately, you know, learned that it actually can affect the uh, sense of smell, and since he knew that Ace had technology that can detect, uh, you know, mm. the sense of smell and how strong it is, he knew they could modify the system to be be applied to, uh, you know, the coronavirus. And what would be really nice, and, and that's why I put it in the book, is uh, there will be a healthcare watch that you can just breathe into or you can, you know, um, try to smell something. And the healthcare watch can connect uh, wirelessly to all the different analytics, data analytics, and can measure your sense of smell or can measure your blood pressure or can measure everything, mm. you know, w- with you just wearing a healthcare watch. So um, that's how I put that all in as part of the overall plot.
0: That was interesting. I wish there was a technology to lower your um, allergy level to food <laughs> and smell. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I know. that. That's what got me because um, I'm allergic to um, egg whites and milk, regular milk, and I go like, I wish I had something that she could invent that I could eat, could eat them again. What can I tell you? Okay. <laughs> yes. No. Well,
1: maybe maybe they can cre- create something with different substances that taste like it, and you can eat it again. Yeah.
0: I know, like almond yoga. It doesn't quite do the trick, though. Also, you include yeah, scents. The, the scents include tree bark, grass, weeds, and some other other... How did you decide the scents that, that people smell? This is so cool. I gotta, this book was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, so
1: um, I picked the smells that are, you know, pretty strong and that get easily picked up. Uh, so uh you can always compare to your baseline, you know, your baseline smell and then if you think you have the virus now uh, compare to the current smell and see if there are any changes. So yeah, that's how I picked the different ones.
0: Yeah, that 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 is, that is cool. But tell us how does with support of her brother Charlie who has serious kidney issues and her friend Susan, um, how does they how do they come into play with this? Because I worry about Charlie. Yeah, so Charlie actually did
1: um, have uh, the virus, and what was really good is he used the SAS, uh Healthcare Watch, and that's how he was—he detected it really early, so they caught it early on, and they were able yeah. to give him all this medication. But still, he had side effects, and the side effects were kidney issues, and that's how um, he comes into play uh, because he actually needs a kidney transplant, and then. Arima has to decide what's more important, you know, working with these, um, you know, men uh, after solving the misfire, or taking care of her brother.
0: Well, she's loyal to her brother, and the captain. Yeah, she's... the jury's still out on him. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but tell <laughs> yeah, me, th- she has, she has a, yeah. yeah, I know, I don't know. Uh, he seems to pay attention to how he likes her, but I don't, I don't know. You know, you you ha- we have to decide on that time. So working into the night at times, and even taking someone else's bed to find out if Carl was set. You know, about Carl, how did she get away with that? That was so cool. Let me tell you.
1: Yeah. So, um, like the captain says, uh, sometimes you have to ask for um, forgiveness instead of permission. And she yeah. really needs to find out. Uh, she needs to do her own investigation uh, to. Get to the bottom of things, so she has to circumvent some of the security requirements.
0: Wow, that's amazing. So, how does CAR help her? Does she work with her? Does she help her, or does Uh, she just, she can't? Who who, who is helping her? Excuse me? CAR, the uh, the, the girl that created the technology. CAR, yes. CAR, yeah. Yes,
1: exactly. So, CAR helps her in the sense that. Uh, She insists um, what she saw that night or smelled that night really happened because everybody's telling um, Artie and Carr that's not possible. So that's how uh, Cara insists and helps her to get to the bottom of it.
0: Yeah, well, she's afraid for her own shadow too, Cora. Right, but right. What I know, I know. There's a lot. There's a lot of danger right. in here, and in. even Artie takes takes a lot of chances and stuff, and that also. So she's got an ex-husband. How does he come into play? He doesn't seem to be too concerned well, he about really, her either.
1: Yeah. Right. He doesn't. He really uh, has moved on, and he lives his own life, and so. Um, he really is not very helpful for her. So she's really there to fend for herself and for her daughter and while keeping this job and trying to de- to get to the bottom of this issue and take care of her brother.
0: So how does she deal with all this stress? Oh, my book just fell. How does she deal with all the stress?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think um, the reader finds out at the end uh, it comes to a you know, to a climax where she's deciding, you know, how am I living my life and what are my priorities? And so she comes to the, I think she comes to the right decision at the end.
0: I'm not going to tell anybody what that is, but that's a a hard decision to make. I mean, knowing that she has all this power, this, this sense and this, you know, ability, Sometimes that might actually right. make her feel like it's a negative thing to have, you know, photographic memory, which I think is great because I love it. Um, remembering everything can really scare people when they want you to forget, right? I mean, there's people that right. probably would like right. her to not remember anything, like, okay, or they don't remember that. But, yeah. Right. It, it's, it's, it's right. So he doesn't have time for Ella. Why doesn't he love Ella? I love Ella. Great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, um, I guess he's moved on. Uh, he has his own life, and he he's focused on his life, and he wants to focus on on Allah. And he just has moved on, which
0: makes well, life more difficult have, for him. Yeah, that's not right though, because you would think right. somebody with a child that's brilliant like her would be proud. Let's smack him in there right. too, really, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> But there are a lot of people like that in the world, and I've met people like right. that. It's really sad. So why did Paul, he's rotten. He insults her even more. Seriously, why? Right. He's just a male chauvinist. I don't like them at all. And she becomes the full guy. How come?
1: Well, so both Ronnie and Paul sort of feel threatened by her. They are both not as smart as she is, and she, they realize she has all the ideas, but they want to make sure to put her in her place and keep her there. And they, they would like to make her the fall guy, but one has to read the book to see how it all ends up,
0: because she doesn't stand for it. Well, this, this part is, I, I'm telling you, I wish they could come up with a sense of smell that nobody smelled anything horrible. But there's sense a smell <laughs> right. permeates all true. over you. You can, you can walk in and you can feel. I mean, it's not just scent. It's just smell fear, right? Tension, right. anxiety, everything. So how how does somebody deal with that? You walk into a room and all of a sudden you could feel it in your bones. I'm afraid somebody's going to betray me. I don't feel good. How do you deal with that? How does she deal with that? That That's so cool.
1: Yeah, so she uses her sense of smile to uh, assess a person. Uh, she can tell immediately by, you know, whether they, uh, you know, when they smile, whether the smile is good or bad. Or, or for example, with Harry, she always thinks that he, you know, she smells his body odor, and usually that's a sign that the person is not that happy with themselves. So she uses that sense of smell for all her different decisions about a person.
0: That, that's scary, because what if you go into a meeting, and you know that those people are supposed to be on your team or on your side, but you can sense that somebody is going to betray you? That's even worse. Right, that, that that it is it is worth, but it's
1: powerful to have that sense of smell to be able to make the right decisions and uh, to listen to listen to your uh, to your sense of smell, you know, to to use that as a,
0: a guide. But these these senses are not just emotions or sense outside. Do they apply to food or things that you drink? Because I can tell you what mine is what my mine is. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you. They apply to all of it because I mean of course you know whether something's good or bad for you you know if you smell a bad milk you know not to drink it so it applies to all sorts of things
0: well as long as it's Javalia coffee I'm in good shape that's my scent coffee. Okay. Great. That, that's about it <laughs> I love it uh-huh. so well, she takes a lot of risk to uncover the truth how come She's willing to do anything to prove that somebody did something. Right,
1: uh, because she really is very ethical. She wants to get to the bottom of things. Um, She even is overstepping some of the security rules she should be following, and she could lose it all. But she knows it's now or never to get to the bottom of it all. So um, she knows that's the only way she
0: can get the truth by taking these risks. Well, who are some other characters that i didn't include that you want to talk about
1: i think the other characters are pretty much uh in the background they're just side people and so they're not as important as you know as everything else in the book as all the other people that's why we have the main characters Mm -hmm. her brother we have paul the uh chauvinists. We have uh Ronnie, her boss, and um, you know, Ella, her daughter, Rusty, the, the best friend of Ella. And um the others are just, you know, like Colton is a coworker and he's a loyal coworker. He's brilliant like she is. Um and and they both are, you know, doing their best to get through a, the day-to-day, and um, some of the co-workers are the ones that tell her how Paul is treat, mistreating them and, you know, mistreating them um, mentally by being disrespectful to them. So, yeah, her co-workers are probably some of the other ones that are important, like
0: But nobody filed charges against him for harassment, did they? I mean, basically he's harassing them.
1: Um, they go to Ronnie which is usually the chain of, you know, events. Mm-hmm. You can go to your boss and explain it to him, but he always ignores it. He always blows it off, like, it's not really happening. You know, it's all in your head. How could this happen? Because, because Paul is actually really nice to Ronnie whenever he's around, and he's nice to the people whenever Ronnie is around. So Ronnie never really gets to see it until maybe in the end.
0: Yeah, I don't like him at all. And I, what can what can I say? Yeah. What about the captain? Doesn't he realize what's going on?
1: Well, the captain actually does, uh, especially during the presentation that Ronnie gives, where he claims to have, uh, you know, invented everything that Archie really had invented. So the captain really goes up to Archie, saying, "You know, I really know whose work this is." And he is Artie's equivalent when it comes to intelligence. He is, you know, very, very smart, and he sees Artie as his intellectual peer. So she has the captain on his side, on on her side. Sorry.
0: Yeah, but you know, still he manages to um, stick a knife in her back every time, every chance he gets, because he's insecure, because he realizes yeah. he doesn't have the brain like she does. So right, what is Ronnie TSK? Does, yeah, exactly. So people that work for TSK, what is that?
1: So that's that's another company that where, where Paul is coming from. So it's another government contractor, and Paul used to work there. And it turns out that Harry still works there. So it's just another government contractor that just like he's um, doing uh, Navy work.
0: This is this is scary because how do they, how do they get a government contract? I mean, really? I mean, then there are government oh. contracts out for the good, and then this is for this is supposed to be for the good. How do you get something like that?
1: Yeah. So um, the government puts out competitions. They put out um, you know this websites you can go to for the different business areas that you have expertise in. And then you can write, you know, apply for it. You can write proposals. And then the government goes through a stringent Mm. selection of, you know, which contractor they pick to do their work.
0: But how do you know? I mean, seriously, there's a lot of websites and stuff. You have to really do research to find out if they're for real or not, don't you? Because some of them could be, like, bogus. You don't know.
1: Yes, definitely. But if you're in this business... You, you do know which sites to go to and which are, you know, the ones to go to and, and the ones you can trust.
0: But this, she's not allowed to decide. I mean, seriously, she has to um, go through other people, right? I mean, she gets right. To say, she has to go through other it, people. Right?
1: Yeah, so she uh, has to go through other people because she has all these bosses, but eventually she realizes that she's smart enough that she probably could do this herself and she doesn't need to go through all these bosses and maybe,
0: you know, become uh, independent and do it herself. Okay, let's backtrack for one second because I'm going to add in questions because I'm running out of uh, questions. I have to make more. Why, why did the sailors okay. smell something before the misfire? How did they know something was going to happen? And how come they couldn't, they couldn't stop it, could they?
1: Right. Um, so the, the scent and smell technology um, was up and running next to the weapon system, but it should not have been plugged in next to it, uh, next to the weapon system that misfired. So, so car smelled something, you know, before the misfire, which made mm. her dizzy, and she's thinking because she was all dizzy and uh, confused, it caused mm. she thinks it caused that misfire. It caused her to push the wrong
0: buttons. Well, how did you create that first scene? Cuz I was getting like, "Oh my god, I got to put a mask on just to read just to read the rest of the book." Seriously. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, um I guess I was imagining something like that happening. If say we invented mm. um our computers can actually uh you know, include sen- scents and smells. And say we invented that, so now we can open a picture, you look at a picture, now you can smell a rose. And you can Mm -hmm. smell, you know, grass and whatever you like to smell. But let's say people can take advantage of that and, uh, you know, modify the smell where it's actually poisonous. So now all of a sudden Mm -hmm. something comes through your computer that that could make you sick. So those are all the things I wanted to put in there. That's something, you know, even though people would love to smell through their iPhone, you know, you want to send a recipe and with the recipe... You also keep, it comes along the smells that, you know, if you're cooking it. But So I wanted to also mention that there's also this danger with it, you know, if we're implementing something like it.
0: I, I would not be too thrilled smelling anything from my phone or any place else, except there was some okay. smell of pizza or salmon or something delicious, but definitely not a perfume right. I mean, Especially if the smell is putrid or rancid, it can really make you sick. Right. So I guess that there exactly. could be some really mean mean people out there that could actually, well, you know, they could do almost anything on a cell phone that I found out today. Um, you know, people could just put anything on it. You don't you don't even know in a virus and stuff. So you have to be careful. Right. But before I forget, right. Wednesday, New York Times author Brian Friedman will be here with Finite. Boy, is that folks scary? On the 11th, mm-hmm. um, David Rich will be here. We're here at Merd Palace. On the 17th, we got a panel show. R.G. Belsky, Tim Ahrens, Derek McFadden, and Jeff Bond. And we're going to talk about the changes in um, education, because that's my field, and how it's affecting children learning online and other changes in publishing. On the, uh, that's on the uh, 17th. On the 18th, the order of babe, author of Baby Moses. On the 22nd, somebody that I love talking to, because he's very inspirational. Pastor Michael Jones will be here with the Seven Habits of Highly Effective Christians. On the 29th, The Madness of Q. Arthur. And on the 31st, nothing like ending, this, ending the month with New York Times author Philip Margalin, matter of The Matter of Life and Death. He's unbelievable. He's the number one criminal defense lawyer on this planet. And that's just some of what MJ Network has. So what does she finally realize and how does it bring things into perspective when she finally realizes, oh, my God, this is what's really happening? Right.
1: Uh, so, you know, the scent and smell technology, she thought was ironclad, safe. Uh, she thought nobody could hack it. But mm. then she realizes that someone had to have breached the security of it and was able to modify the scent. So she, she, with the help of her daughter, actually, because her daughter is able to, to go in and, and hack the scent. Yeah, system. she's cool. So, yeah. So she's able... Uh, you know, Artemis and finally able and her team, they are able to just lock the system down so this can never happen again.
0: So how do you encrypt something like that so nobody can steal it? There's definitely
1: uh, different encryption keys and different cryptology uh, technology that can be used to make sure that this can never happen again. But th- the reason this happened is they had earlier mm-hmm. versions of the system uh, available where they Hadn't been as uh, diligent about security. And so somebody got their hands on a much, much earlier version, which was just an evaluation version um, that lacked the security required, uh, you know, because they used them for demonstrations. And um, so they just took that code and made it hacker proof so it could never be breached again.
0: Oh, that's scary. That is scary. So yeah. you mentioned something about a vaccine. What would the vaccine be for? Maybe you can solve the problem of of the COVID virus. <laughs> yes,
1: I mean, definitely. The, the vaccine is, is a great thing. It can definitely, um, you know, solve this problem now. But, you know, who knows in the future there will be more viruses and we need just different yeah. technology, different detect detecting technology to, uh, you know, to find these things sooner.
0: That's where this different technology comes into play. Yeah, well, we're listening to it on the news after they're saying there are three, now there are three vaccines, the Moderna, Pfizer, and uh, Johnson & Johnson Got just got approved for quick, you know, for emergency right. service. But there's variants. So you really don't know after you get the second right. one or whatever if you really are fully protected. And that's scary. So, in the in the book, they have to wear masks, right? Is it because of the virus, or was it they, because of the smells, yes. or both? They're still
1: wearing they're still wearing um, masks because of the the virus, even though people have a vaccine. You like you said, there could be variants. There could even be yeah. new uh, viruses. So people are still in the habit of um, wearing masks,
0: mostly. I can't stand it, it irritates my face Seriously Yeah, But I, I do me. it yeah. what, what gets me angry is that When I walk outside And I see people that are not wearing masks I just you know sort of like Walk away from them or do I say to them Did you forget something?
1: Exactly, uh, yes It's like we're in an alternate universe Some people think there's a
0: virus And some think there's none Yeah, and some people don't believe in the vaccines And you know that's what's even scarier I, I, mean, I was lucky because I'm considered essential as an educator So I did get up the first one And <laughs> next week I'm so brave I'm getting the second one Okay. And yeah, there are a lot of side Good. effects, trust me Oh, the side effects are horrible oh, really? But you know what? It beats the disease I can tell you that If the side effects mirrored, which they did The virus itself for four days I'd rather have this, the, that Than have it for three and a half weeks My whole family had it So thank God oh. I wasn't near them yeah, it's it's, it's right. horrible. So right. how does it her technology horrible. solve the problem? Because she's really brilliant, seriously.
1: Right. So um, I already touched on it a little bit uh, earlier. So with the Send and small technology, uh, they can actually determine if someone has lost their sense of smile uh, early on. And what's really cool is you can – do it now with a watch, a health healthcare watch that you can just put around your wrist, and then you can once in a while just say, "Hey, let me try this different smell, and uh, see if I can compare it to my baseline smell and see if it's still as strong as before." And if you see any differences, you you immediately can check. You know, you check your uh, oxygen, check all the different other uh, metrics that your healthcare watch checks, you know, your heartbeat and pulse and this and that. And then uh, she can take action based on, or anybody can take action based on their readings. That's
0: and
1: interesting you can even, um, a, yeah. Go on. Go ahead. No, you can even oh, have say the. the yeah, it, you, it, the watch can even notify you. If the watch determines or detects any differences, it can even notify you.
0: It's too bad that you can't really do that because it would help people that lose their sense of smell and taste because of the virus. Right. That's one of the finest. That's right. one of the horrible side effects, I know. Um, and I know that people have had that problem. And until they were able to eat, you have to be careful because you don't want to – you have to touch it with your finger make sure it doesn't burn your mouth. But you're not going to taste it.
1: Right. Yep. Exactly. Oh. I, have, I have a bunch of friends who actually lost uh, their taste and smell for a while because of the virus.
0: I know. And then you have to pray to get it back. But what people don't realize is that just because you're over the virus doesn't mean that you're not a carrier or that you can't get it again. Unfortunately, it's right. scary because you, you can get it more than once. So you got to be careful. So there's a lot of issues right. that you brought out. First of all, what we learn about Artie is that she has a lot of morals and ethics and survival and justice, and she has a strong self-esteem. How did you bring that into her? How did you create her? Because I like this character. Yeah, um, I think
1: especially once she sees that, um, you know, that Chief Carr is being sort of accused of of some wrongdoing and uh, Blaming Kara for the misfire And then she knows that Kara Kara Is also a single mother Um, So Ella feels lots of sympathy For her and she wants to help her uh, Clear her name And um, I guess Ella is just raised as a very Ethical, uh, strong minded Character And Mm. um, that shows, shows Through all her different actions Throughout the book
0: Well how did you create the title our team is travels. That's it.
1: Um yeah, so the thing is I guess as part of her work, she had to travel to all these different Navy sites. She has to go mm-hmm. to, you know, San Diego, she has to go to Charleston, she has to go to uh, you know, China Lake, all these different places to help maybe possibly get to the bottom of the issue and and during her travels She experiences a lot of different uh, things, and she sees a lot of different things, so um, I thought Artemis Travels, the title, is very fitting because she really has to, but also in her personal life, work life, there's a lot of uh, things she has to go through, and it's almost like traveling, and she's
0: growing as she travels. So what kind of research did you do into smells and all of this in order to write this to make it authentic?
1: Oh yeah, so I had to do a lot of research. Um, I had to do a lot of research. There's actually some, you know, companies that actually specialize in uh, how smell affects you, especially really? when you go shopping. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you go shopping, you know how when you walk into a store, you smell something specific, and yeah. maybe vanilla or whatever, and it's, it's because these companies have researched how smell affects you, and some smells will make you want to buy more, some smells mm. in the store want to make you think, linger more, uh, you know, and so they have determined, so there's a lot of work actually being done um, researching how smell affects, affects you and your behavior and your shopping behavior. Do you
0: think they're ever going to be able to create a watch like yours? That would actually help us it's actually health wise It would be fantastic Yeah. I
1: I do believe that I do believe that there's already some Stuff underway uh, for You know some sort of uh, healthcare Analytics as as Part of possibly even a watch Where you can be connected to uh, You know a database uh, That has all your Healthcare information and does And can do all the analytics and monitor You uh, real time I do believe that that's not far away.
0: It's, it's scary because, you know, when you call a doctor's office or you go to any one of these hospitals or urgent cares, you don't know when you walk into another office that they actually have all your information. You just didn't know who I got there. You know, Miller, that they're right. all so connected. It's it's scary. Right. I mean, like you make a phone call and they say, oh, well, by the way, um, we know who you are. I go, like, I don't know who I am. How do you know who I am? Seriously. So, Right, technology. It's scary. Technology plays a really, really strong part in this, in the sense So, what happens right. if you walk into a store, and the scent really makes you sick? What do you do? I mean, there are there are times I've walked into different stores and I go, "Oh my God, what is that?" I I had to walk out. The perfume smell can kill you sometimes. So, how how do you decide yes. whether it's safe or not? And should do they have to put a sign on the door that says, "There's a smell here. It could hurt you." Hurt you? Yeah. Like a one you know that's a really good point.
1: No, I think that's a really good point because you do walk into some stores, and if yeah. you if you have a very sensitive uh, olfactory, yeah. you can be. It's like you, you, you don't want to stick around. So they haven't done their research well enough, uh, or maybe they're saying, well, there's only one percent of the population that doesn't like mm. the smell, and we're just we're just gearing towards the other, you know, ninety-nine percent of the population who does like the smell. But uh, I know I agree with you, especially yeah. you know when you have a very sensitive nose. There should be some
0: sort of warning. So, do you think that this this if you this gets approved, let's say they actually come up with something that you came up with, which would be amazing. Do you think the the CDC or the uh, Food and Drug Administration would approve it, or do, or, or can they? If, the if company just actually put it out.
1: Oh, they definitely have to go through the FDA and get it approved. Um and you know, FDA has numerous different rules and you would have to make sure that every single um uh, line of code that you implement meets those stringent rules to get approved. So it's a long, long process for something like that to
0: get approved. You know it's scary because the vaccine got approved so fast. That'd be right, I, I actually called the company that um, I got those the vaccine from. I actually called them to ask some questions about it, and then when I got the side uh-huh. effects, I called them to thank you for the side effects. <laughs> they were really nice oh, about gosh. it. Yeah, they uh-huh. actually so- um they actually wanted to know, because they said it's important that we know. I said you don't want to know. Seriously, mm-hmm. I got caught off God, It was really scary. But yeah, I mean, do they Do you think that they work too fast sometimes? I mean, they have to be careful. You're right.
1: Yeah. Well, see, in this case, the FDA only approved it for emergency use, so it's not yeah. officially uh, approved. But um, w- so what were your side effects, if you want to talk about them?
0: Well, my my side effects, you know what? I got caught off guard. The, when I got the shot uh-huh. two weeks ago on Monday, I was fine. Tuesday, I felt kind of blacky, but didn't stop me from doing my book reviews or writing or doing anything. Uh, on that Sunday, my head started to feel like it was coming off. It was My head was on fire. My eyes were burning. Um, I didn't get the fever, but I had every symptom of COVID virus you could possibly imagine. I couldn't taste. I was nauseous. Um, my stomach was, on, was horrible, everything. So I called my, my primary care doctor, and he said, you sound like you have the virus. I said, I sound like I have a side effect. I got tested like an hour later, because I was able to get it, and it was negative. It was the side effect, the, uh, the girl that tested me said, of the of the uh, vaccine. It was it was horrific. Oh, yeah. I mean, the next, the next yeah. day, I couldn't even get out of the bathroom, and the next day I had a, a broadcast. It was, thank God for um, something to help me out. But, yeah, it was, it was horrendous. He actually said that there were well. doctors in his office, that's why he doesn't want me to come there, that actually got both uh, vaccines, and then a couple of days later, we'll were tested positive for the virus. It's it's scary. Well,
1: yeah, that's why but those... your
0: symptoms are Yeah, are a sign of the
1: vir- of the vaccine working, right? Because it's pretending to be fighting that your yeah, body fighting what it said.
0: something. But, yeah. That they said it was a that's good amazing. thing. That's amazing. I didn't think it was wonderful, right. but I spoke to one of no. the other doctors. Cause I asked the questions a lot, and um, one of the doctors said to me that he had the same thing the first time. The second time he got the the same company, he said it wasn't as bad. It was okay. So I'm hoping that next week I don't suffer at all. But you know what? I'm going to get it anyway, cause it's better to be safe than right. sorry. What can I say? Right. So where do you, where yeah. do you see my where do you see Artie next? What's next for her? So, um,
1: next, she, without uh, giving away the ending of part one... That was a so cool ending, by next, the way. Oh, good, good. Well, in, in the next, uh, in part two, Ari is working on solving a nuclear satellite crashing into Los Angeles, uh, working with the brilliant captain. So, there's a defunct nuclear satellite orbiting the Earth, but the space engineer's calculations show... That little time is left before it will run into the traces of the Earth's atmosphere, and which in turn will create a drag and pull it down. And they have determined that it will actually uh, crash into a populated uh, LA oh. uh, neighborhood. Yeah. So, um, so, and she also finds out in the county, uh She finds out at first, uh, first sight. And it's a huge surprise in the book. The daughter also discovers some mysterious truths about her father, for which she will be doing some investigation.
0: That is interesting. So that's really... So is she going to have a a romantic interest at all?
1: Uh, There might be a little bit more in part two with the captain. That's
0: what I thought. Yeah, but what I really like is that you didn't bring it in so fast because then it's just like, oh yeah, what the heck? He likes us, so what? And you know, right. he has to be the right it's person. He has to fit the qualifications of of the person that's good enough right. that for Artie. So, exactly. uh, Besides that, what else is? What when is this coming out? Or have you written it yet? Or is it ready? Writing, and you're ready to send it out.
1: So it's um, it's in draft form. Um, I'm expecting it towards the end of the year. Um, to be out in um, published form.
0: And who's who published? Uh,
1: so I go to KDP. KDP publishes
0: my books. Well, that That is great. And for those of you that don't know, um, my new book should be out hopefully by um, June, I hope. It's called Population Zero. If there was a subtitle it would be A World Without People. No, I'm serious. Oh wow. Well. Uh-huh. yeah, it's scary. It's I like to write scary stuff. And um they just approved my my back cover. Atmosphere press is the one that took it. I was like impressed with myself, they're independent and they seem to, you know, know what they're doing. We hope we can only hope that they know what they're doing, that they're great. And I had to compose a back cover yesterday. And I was very impressed with the fact that I'd never done that. But I've done it, but never really to the point where they. I said to them, why do I have you? But, yeah. So imagine a forest so dense and so filled with trees that you cannot see anything but darkness, the smell of dead leaves, the creatures that live there, and the stench they created. And in Population Zero by Fran Lewis, we experience several post-human worlds through the eyes of people who are allowed to visit for one day. A world covered in ice, a world in complete darkness, a world where deserts and plentiful and others. Hopefully, you'll get a glimpse of the future. And like you, I wrote it because I want people to realize just how serious this pandemic is and what would happen if we all disappeared. It's just my very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's different I just sat down It took me forever to write it And wrote it And I'm saying like Okay Who 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 made you write this And I walked outside one day And I'm saying Nobody smiles Everybody's angry And people that don't take this seriously Are not too bright So Where can everybody right, learn right. more about you And your work Is this your only series Or do you have another one besides this
1: Well, I wrote a a World War II novel based on true events uh, called "Save Me Twice," and that was also available on Amazon. Yeah, and um, but your book definitely sounds interesting. Um, For (laughs) me, you can find. Yeah, it does. It definitely. I'll I'll check it out. Yeah, but um, you can find more about me and my work. I have a website called SaveMeTwice.com that's based on my book and uh I, all my work is on amazon under e
0: a dustin D.U.S.T.I.N. well and your five stars are on amazon too seriously and i posted that yeah and i reposted yeah, the so it too yeah you're getting really on, good reviews yeah you they should let me tell you i
1: mm-hmm. mean you right. know
0: sometimes i read reviews and i'm going like that person did not read the book Seriously okay. I get really annoyed When somebody gives um, Well my first review For my first book Faces behind the stones Which is told From the point of view Of the dead body Behind the gravestone That belong there Or doesn't belong there mm-hmm. Somebody wrote um, I don't understand the book That's why I didn't Finish reading it I said so why'd you Write a review It's really very simple The person's dead They're telling their, their story And there's very little That you can't understand I, I didn't know The laugh or cry right. She gave her two stars And I didn't care I was like oh, whatever jeez oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazon gets very you know, picky. They say, well, it's a good review. I go, that wasn't a review. That was an opinion. And I try to explain to them there's a right. difference between writing what the book is about and critiquing it or saying something nice about it, or there's a difference. I hated the book and I couldn't stand it. But I, when I look at that, I go, like how could you okay. put that there? That's, yeah, well, I want to thank you so much. Right. And I hope I get the next one. When you get the next one out, please let me know. I will do that.
1: Thank you so much I'll, for having me.
0: Thank you so much for doing this. This is really bright in my cold morning. It's freezing here, by the way. For those of you that don't know, it's still hot. It's 39 degrees. We're having a heat wave. I don't know how hot it is for you, but we're having a heat wave. It's 39 degrees. Tomorrow it's going to go down to zero. Okay, thank you so much. Everybody, get this book, Our Travels, And if you didn't read it, I don't know what's wrong with you, and I'm going to promote it some more today on my Facebook. Well, thank you so much. Everybody, have a great day. Stay warm, and thank you again, and bye. Well, thank you so much. Bye-bye.